0: What's going on to the point family? How you guys doing, man? Welcome to another week of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking a moment for tuning in. Look, my prayer is that that God would just use this moment to stir something up into your faith, to stir something up in your heart, to, to plant a seed that's going to bear fruit in old age. Man, that's my whole goal is to add value to your life. And and I can't thank you enough for listening to this. Listen, I believe that leaders are learners. Okay, leaders are learners. So today I'm going to share something with you. Uh, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. Uh, it's just me today. I don't have a special guest. Uh, I'm not interviewing anyone or asking any crazy questions. But I did want to share something with you that I have been learning the past few weeks and man when I heard this my eyes were just blown open uh to see some things in my life that, that need honestly needed to change a little bit. Okay. So I'm gonna go into this and I want you to open your spiritual eyes, open your spiritual ears, let your heart be touched. Uh and if this is you, do like I did. Uh, repent, turn to the Lord. We're talking about uh, driven versus called being driven versus called. And when I've, um, so I'm studying, let me back up. Let me back up. I'm sorry. I'm studying this in my class, uh, the personal development of a leader. Uh, this is one of my last classes y'all before I'll finally have a degree in Christian ministries. Holla at you, boy. It's taken me nine years, but just kidding. It's taken me a while. Um, but I'll finally have it slow and steady uh, I'll finally have it after the next semester. But, taking this class, The Personal Development of a Leader, and we're reading this book by Gordon McDonald, Ordering Your Private World. And it has been absolutely fantastic. Listen, I believe if your private world is not in order, that something could be wrong uh, with your priorities. If that If that makes sense. If everything looks good on the outside, but at home... It's hell. Look, I, I, I think I think our priorities need to be uh, adjusted, need to be fixed. Maybe there's some soul searching. There's some, some, some heart transformation that needs to happen. Our priority should always be that home is, is in line with the Word of God. Home is priority every time. Uh, family is our priority. Then it's our church. God's always first. Then our family. Then our church. Our family's our home. Um, than our ministry, than our work, everything else comes far back. Um, But I want to talk to you today about what Gordon MacDonald talks about in a couple of these chapters. It's uh, being driven versus being called. And when I saw this, y'all, I was just, I couldn't believe it. It was like something, it was like a finally, like a light bulb went off in my head. I printed this out for all of our staff to read uh, just on their downtime. And I'm going to teach you and talk to you a little bit about it today today. Uh, Gordon McDonald gives eight ways you can identify a driven person Uh, and then four ways for a life to be lived uh, or four ways a called person will live his or her life. Uh, So I want you to see these and and we're going to compare and contrast these here in just a second, but McDonald talks about driven kind of in a negative light. The driven person will always push others down to to get ahead of them. The driven person will put his family last on his priorities. The driven person will try and achieve success just for awards and just for recognition and just uh, for personal gain rather than for God's glory. And I'd never seen it that way. And if I'm really honest, uh, I have wanted to be a driven person. I've wanted people to know me by being driven. Normally, if we go to a job interview, one of the things we always tell the interviewer is, look, we're a driven person. No, today I want to convince you that it is better to to live called than live driven, okay? This is why. Point number one, if any of these signs are going on in your life, I want you to check yourself. I want you to talk to the Lord about this. Number one, a driven person is most often gratified only by accomplishment. Only by accomplishment. There's nothing else. It's not, it's not other, people's, other people's accomplishment. It's not other people doing great things. It's not your friends and your family going above and beyond anything you could imagine. But it's only your accomplishments. A driven person is most often gratified only by your accomplishments. Number two, a driven person is preoccupied with the symbols of accomplishment, right? I want, I want the plaque on the wall. Man, I want the trophy uh, on my desk. I want the sticker on my car to say, "My child is a GPA student at this school." <laughs> we're, we're preoccupied with symbols of accomplishment. Driven people, uh, driven people always want to be seen. To be known, they want eyes on them. If if there's a symbol of accomplishment that I can have, a badge of honor. Uh, in the military, they give out uh, they give out these uh, these medals. Uh, I have, I have a, I'm looking at a uh, an accommodation medal right now that I have in my office here at the church. Uh, driven people want to be realized, recognized by these symbols of accomplishment. Number three. A driven person is usually caught in the uncontrolled pursuit of expansion. It's uncontrolled. And what what I think of when I think of uncontrolled expansion is a wildfire. You know, fires are great when they're controlled. They're controlled. They burn off all the the undergrowth of of a forest to, to bring new life. That's great. That's a controlled expansion. When it's uncontrolled, it's dangerous. For human lives. It's dangerous for wildlife. It's dangerous for the entire forest when it's uncontrolled. One thing I love, y'all, about Grace Point, and I love this about our bishop, uh, our senior pastor, John. I love that that he is so excited. He's so fired up for this next season of where we're going, but it's not uncontrolled. He's not going to put our church, our congregation, the people who make up Grace Point in a place to be squeezed. Uh, with their finances, when when we try and expand Grace Point. we be, Look, we believe that God has called us to reach the lost, the hurting, and the broken in our culture. And we believe to do that better, we have to expand. Guys, we have to grow. We have to get larger so more people can receive the life that we have. But we're not going to do that in uncontrolled pursuit. You got that? And a driven person is usually called an uncontrolled pursuit of Expansion number four, y'all hanging in there with me. Driven people tend to have a limited regard for integrity. Whoo! Say that again, PC. Driven people tend to have a limited regard for integrity. Why is that? Because they are so busy, so busy in every other area of their life. They 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 short circuit. They they put integrity at the bottom of the list. And what happens is great leaders who are driven, who are motivated by worldly standards, end up falling from grace. They have a character flaw in there. They have problems with their integrity. Listen, y'all know me. My biggest thing that I want to be marked by, one one of, I'll I'll say this, one of the biggest things that I want my life to be marked by is my integrity. If it's not right (laughs) with just With 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 God standing in the room with me, if He was literally sitting here watching me do this podcast, if it's not right, if what's on my desk or what's on my phone or what's on my computer screen or what I'm listening to or the the things I'm saying or the people that I'm texting, if that is not right, then I'm not going to do it. Uh, And I I think that's the way that we should all be as men and women of God. Look, I'm getting to the point today. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you're growing from this but that's point number 4 is driven people tend to have a limited regard for their integrity. Number 5 is driven people are not likely to bother themselves with honing people skills. Okay, what does that mean? That means they're not going to have any regard for for taking a moment to talk to you. I loved uh the author used uh the author used a story here uh And it really touched me. And I want to share this with you. Uh, He says this one day, many years ago, I was in the lobby of our church having a conversation with one of our staff members. A woman, Marilyn, came in through the front entrance. Marilyn struggled with mental difficulties and was always highly medicated. In her somewhat dazed state, she often seemed a drain on people because she talked slowly and raised topics unimportant to busy people, dot, 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 like me. He says, I'm ashamed to say that. But listen to this. He says, seeing Marilyn, I called across the lobby. Hello, Marilyn, how are you? And then quickly turned back to my conversation with the staff member in the hope that she would realize I was busy and not intrude. Wow. How many times, Colton, have you done something like that? But the the author goes on. He says, but that was not to be. Suddenly, I was aware that Marilyn was approaching, in fact, inserting herself between me and my conversation partner, looking up at me. She was very sh- a very short woman. She said in her slow, medicated, and flat tone of voice, Pastor Mac, you say hello, Marilyn. How are you? But you really don't want to know. You're too busy to pay attention to someone like me. I'm just not important enough. Wow. Man, that hit me so hard. How how many times have I done that? How many times have I uh, said something to someone just in passing, not really hoping to make any conversation with them because they weren't my caliber of people? That's a sign of a driven person, okay? Look, I'm just being humble, open, transparent with you guys today. Uh, That, I I have been there, okay? Number six, driven people tend to be highly competitive. Listen to me. If you can't go play a round of golf without swearing, without throwing the golf club, without getting crazy, kicking the dog, look, you're probably a driven person. Uh, I, I, I really uh, enjoy Church of the Highlands and everything they've done for uh, for our country, really for, for the kingdom of God. Uh, huge church. They've got a, a college, and I've had a few of my buddies who've went to this college, and uh, every now and then, they play these organized team sports together, kind of like intramural flag football, softball, stuff like that. But but these uh, higher up church leaders in church of the Highlands will watch these students, and he said they pick students who are who are going to be put in leadership positions by the way uh, by the way they handle themselves in a competition. Because look, it's just a game. And people will blow their roof off because they feel like they have to win. Because effort is a win or lose situation to a driven person. And a driven person feels like he must win to look good before other people. It's an accomplishment-driven mindset. Accomplishment-driven mindset. So just be aware of that. (laughs) Thanksgiving's coming up. We always play a little football around the place at Thanksgiving. Look, if you... If you cannot take an L without feeling terrible for a week and a half after, you might need to check your heart. You might need to be a driven person. Okay. Number seven, a driven person often possesses a volcanic force of anger, of anger. This is usually when uh, you confront this person about something. It's usually at any sign of conflict. It's at any sign of opposition or maybe they feel disloyalty or opposition to what they're trying to do. Um, If you disagree with someone and they just get so angry, if if you're in a business meeting and you're going over things that have happened or things that are going to transpire, things that you want to see, if you're a part of that team and you raise your voice to say, hey, I see this, but what about this way? and that person becomes angry with you because it's not their way, they're probably a driven person. Number eight, driven people are usually abnormally busy. They're adverse to play, and they usually avoid spiritual worship. So they are unusually abnormally busy. Listen to me. Jesus took time to take a break, okay? Don't be so abnormally busy that your family is suffering, Don't be so abnormally busy that your relationship and your walk with Christ is suffering because you don't have five minutes to sit down and read your word. You don't have a moment to sit and listen to some worship music and listen to the voice of God. Don't be so abnormally busy. That's usually what driven people are. They usually avoid any time to play, hang out with their family, and they avoid spiritual worship. And that's obviously that's because uh, there's conviction in worship. Uh, so those are eight things, okay? Eight little keys to realize if I'm having any of this, uh, if my life is looking like a driven person. Okay, now I'm going to give you four, four characteristics to see that, that called people have in their life, okay? The called person. Number one, a called person understands stewardship, that's with your money. That's with your time. That's with your energy. That's with your efforts. You're not going to put all of your eggs in one basket, as they say. And if you do, you're going to be a good steward. You're going to be able to cultivate uh, a good a, a good community, a good culture. A called people are going to understand that stewardship and what their life is going to take to reach their purpose, to reach the place where God has called them. Number two, called people know exactly who they are. Called people know exactly who they are. I think of Jesus when he's baptized, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like, uh, like a dove, not as a dove, like a dove. Uh, and then God speaks this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased another time when God speaks about Jesus he says this is my beloved son listen to what he says Jesus knew exactly who he was all throughout the gospels you can look and you can see Jesus says I and the father am one I didn't come into this world to condemn it, but to save that Jesus knew who he was. Called people know exactly who they are. Called people aren't going to swerve to the left and to the right, but they're going to use the gifts that God has given them because they know who they are. And I love that about our pastor. I don't have to be him. Thank goodness. I don't have to be Pastor Marcus. I don't have to be Bishop John Thompson. I can be Colton Manning because God has called me specifically for the purpose I'm in right now, and I want to encourage you today. Stop looking to your left. Stop looking to your right. Look and focus on Christ, the author, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Look, you have a calling on your life, but it will not be Colton Monin's calling, Okay? God's calling you to something special. He's calling you to something unique. He's called each and every one of us, corporately, to make disciples. If you don't know what your calling is, start there, okay? Make disciples. Call people, know who they are. And I would even say this, they know whose they are, okay? You can't be called and not know you're called from God, okay? Uh, number three. Is this is number three? Yeah, this is number three. Call people possess an unwavering sense of purpose, an unwavering sense of purpose. I love that our pastor has been here 22 years. He sees the purpose here in Monroe. He is unwavered to be here every time, to be, to be here to preach the word every time he's asked to do so. Every time he's got to do so because he's unwavering to this sense of purpose there is purpose on your life. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, if it's a storm, if it's a tragedy, there is purpose through that. And whenever you're able to, to stand firm on that foundation of the call, that's when you're able. That's when you're able to stand up on that purpose. It's an unwavering sense of purpose. Uh, number four. This is the last thing that we see, the last characteristic of call people that we see is they practice unswerving commitment, unswerving commitment. Uh, John the Baptist says, says this, uh, I want, I want Christ to increase and I must decrease. We have to be committed to Christ. No matter what happens in our life, we have to be committed to the call of God. You know, Romans or the apostle Paul says in Romans, I believe it's 11 or 12 y'all, something somewhere around there, maybe 10, uh, but he says this. He says the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. That means they—they they, you have to be committed. That means that once you're called, you're not going to be a quitter. Okay, you're going to do that for the rest of your life. And I think about the all the disciples, man, that gave their life in pursuit, uh, in commitment to this gospel message, to seeing Jesus. Born of a virgin, dying on, living a perfect life, dying on a cross for our sin, being buried and resurrected on the third day and ascending into heaven. How many disciples? Uh, every one of them, besides two, I believe Judas Iscariot, who hung himself, and then uh, John the Baptist, or not John the Baptist, John, the disciple that Jesus loved, gave their life as martyrs for the call of God on their life. Called people practice unswerving commitment. And you know what? If I'm going to be honest with you, John, the one who Jesus loved, may have also given his life. I know that they boiled him in water and then put him on Patmos and he still didn't die. I think he might have died of old age. Not positive. I'm going to look into that uh, and let you know next time. But uh, that's it. And that's what's really been on my heart lately is I want to be a man called by God. I want to be a man... uh, who has unswerving commitment. I want to be a man who uh who understands stewardship. I want to be a man who knows where my identity is. I want to be a man who lives with purpose. Uh and whenever I read this the first time, y'all, I just my, my jaw just dropped. It was it was crazy. Uh what it did for me. So I just pray, man, and I hope that you're encouraged today. I hope that you've gotten a little something out of this. You asked Pastor Colton, um Is there hope for the driven person? Absolutely. The driven person can be changed, but it begins when you face up to the fact that you are living a life that is driven and not called. And usually you find out that discovery whenever you are blinded in the searching light of an encounter with Christ. Okay, so I pray that you search for Christ this week. Uh, He who seeks finds... He who keeps knocking, the door will be given to him. Ask and it will be given. The door will be open. He who seeks finds. God bless you guys so much. To The Point Podcast, thank you. Uh, share this with somebody. Like, subscribe, don't miss anything. Uh, we're gonna be back at you at another time. God bless you guys. Love you.